You're listening to the Sheriff's Report with Connecticut County Sheriff Brian Smith right here on Q Media's On Demand. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. It's a pleasure as always to have you aboard. Beautiful that we've had this our second day of fall, and I'll tell you, yesterday got up in the upper 60s. Today it's supposed to be 70. Picture perfect weather for fall so far. Absolutely perfect. I love it. Yes, and I know you're you're a fall guy. You like all the seasons because I know you love snowmobiling in the winter and you do some ice fishing and and all that good stuff. But uh, how do you feel? I mean, you got to feel pretty good about fall because you do you bow hunt or do any of that? I yeah, I'm a hunter, so I I, fall is one of my more favorite seasons, Um, and I do enjoy all of them. Um, so that's one thing I like about Minnesota is we get all four seasons. Um, but fall is one of my faves. And yes, the leaves changing over and believe it or not, Brian, I used to bow hunt a number of years ago and, uh, and I really enjoyed that season almost more than rifle hunting for, for deer strictly because I just felt like it was a little fairer. <laughs> you, the, the deer had a way better chance, especially with me in the tree. I wasn't, I wasn't doing a lot that way, but I love being out in nature this time of year there was nothing like it getting up in the tree and then when you would see a deer yep. i mean they just walk right there i mean you could find yep. their trails and it is a very most, neat time of year yeah most bull hunters that i know that's pretty common they 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 love that connectedness and the quiet and um being close to nature i remember one time in particular if sitting in a tree and I had to make, you know, did, did the whole thing. I, because I have this blonde hair, I would cover that hair up. I had a whole head. I mean, I was into it. I had all the camo on, had my face covered and an owl. I know landed on a tree, not more than six feet away from me and just looked at me. And, you know, owls are pretty impressive. Um, they're, they're bigger than you think. And they can do that thing where they turn their head all the way around in it. They, and they're strong. And anyway, I was a little frightened by this owl sitting (laughs) six feet away from me. A little bit. Yeah. Or, but it's the the coolest thing ever to see something so up close doing it's doing what it did. It was looking for mice and things like that. And it was very cool. Um, getting down a whole hunting thing here, dear, but let's find out what has been going on since you and I talked last Thursday. Well, um, nothing groundbreaking. We've we've got a lot of uh, all kind of all over the place, but another 250 calls for service. Uh, we had 18 arrests in the past week. Um, a lot of different things. Uh, a couple drug cases, a couple DUIs, uh, quite a few probation violations, um, quite a few failure to appear warrants, and uh, a couple HRO domestic situations. So, so explain HRO. a little bit of everything. What is HRO? Uh, oh, uh, harassment restraining order okay. violations. Okay. So it could be an order for protection. It could be a harassment restraining order, um, and th- but those kinds of um, court orders. Okay. I just like to use, make sure people understand the acronyms uh, when we use yeah, them. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oh. I, <laughs> we tend to use a lot of acronyms, and I try hard to not use those but perfectly fine. naturally sometimes it does and it's just when it's kind of your own speak you have your own little language uh within law yes. enforcement and that's true of many yes. many other uh professions too speaking yep. of and this is weird to bring up out of the blue but when you brought up um orders of protection those kind of things so if somebody yep. uh, let's say that there's been and i'll just make a real basic thing here so a couple is going through a divorce 
there's some animosity there, and somebody says, well, I want to get a restraining order. Uh, There is actually a cost to that, isn't there, Brian? Well, it depends on the it depends on the situation. Generally, okay. in domestic, uh, when it involves a domestic partner, those do not cost any money. Okay. Um, but if there's a uh, restraining order uh, being sought on a harassment issue, that might not not necessarily involve um, threats of violence, um, and it's not between uh, family members or related parties. Then, then there is a cost to that. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, there's some there's some guidelines there that have to be followed, and that's usually explained at court administration. Okay. And the only reason I asked about that is because I remember hearing a number like seven hundred dollars or seven fifty or something. The last I heard it was like four hundred for okay. a, a HRO violent or a HRO filing. Okay. And like I say, I only wanted to ask that because I can imagine that it could be a. Uh, not really a problem, but it could be something where people are just like constantly calling up, well, I don't like this person, we're having this dispute. And law enforcement would just be overwhelmed on some level, don't you think? Well, yeah, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we respond often to those types of situations, and sometimes the only recourse is to get a restraining order um, because we haven't had any other particular laws broken. Um so an HRO gives us a tool to take some immediate action. Okay. And that, and that usually is enough to stop the behavior, okay. usually. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that was, like I say, kind of off the top of my head when you brought that up. I thought that'd be something to, to touch on. Say something else. So I'm going to use another uh, story here, and this actually happened to somebody I know. But I think it, it talking about uh, how you can protect yourself from some of these things. So I won't use names, but a gentleman I know, he had left his crossbow in his vehicle, and he had his car parked, you know, right up by the house, protected fairly well. You couldn't even see it from the street or anything. Um, Normally he locks his vehicle, but he he thinks he obviously did not. And somewhere along the line, overnight, his crossbow was stolen out of his vehicle. So he went through the proper channels, got a hold of you guys the next day, and deputies came out and took the information. And he did a follow-up with me. I just thought this was interesting. So this same person that had stolen his crossbow turns out had stolen an Apple Watch out of somebody's car. And because Mm -hmm. Apple Watches have a way to check location, the deputies were able to go ahead and and say, hey, we we can get within five feet of where this guy has this Apple Watch. You know, because that had been reported stolen. And they went to the home and not going into great detail, but they found the crossbow and they found the Apple Watch. And the gentleman had been hiding in a closet and they found him and he had some other outstanding warrants. And um, all I will say is the person that I talked with said, number one, the deputies were awesome. So kind, took all the information initially. It was another deputy that brought his crossbow back to him. Uh, and was able to follow up on this, so a different person, and he said the whole experience just was amazing, how, what a great job your guys did. So I just thought, once in a while, you got to get that pat on the back. Well, and, there was, and they did do some good work, yeah. and uh, they did the things they were supposed to do, and, you know, we got lucky in solving that particular case. Um, you know, we're not always that fortunate, um, but due to uh, the, all these circumstances and this other theft case, 
um, we were we were able to get to the right spot, and the deputy who was there wasn't even aware of that particular crossbow theft. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when he got there and he was investigating this this eye watch theft, um, that's where the the good cop work kicked in because things just weren't adding up and things didn't fit, and this crossbow obviously was out of place and um he started asking the right questions and looked back at the uh past activity during the day and discovered hey there's a stolen crossbow that fits this description and he verified some things and was able to not only solve the case but uh, get that property back to the the victim of that case so and <laughs> to go even further so these two particular individuals uh, was a guy and a gal. Um, they are now um, being investigated, and actually this is where it all started, was out of Isani. Um, they're being investigated in Cambridge for multiple criminal theft activities down there. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that, and that's not uncommon. You know, we lots of times, especially when we're talking about thieves and burglars, um, when we solve one, we solve a bunch mm-hmm. because they're doing the same activity all day, every day. And, you know, that's, uh, it, it's good to catch them, um, because we usually solve a bunch of crimes and we stop a bunch of further crimes. No doubt. And this, yeah, it just, yeah. like you said, good detective work, if you will. And I think yeah. it's a good reminder too, Brian, I, when I was talking to my friend who had this happened to he said, you know, I always lock my vehicle, and he said, I must have just, you know, not locked yep. it. And he said, I, I have a habit, I get out and, and hit the lock button. But just a good reminder to all of us, it doesn't matter how safe you think, you know, where you live and all that, we just have to take these extra precautions these days. Yeah, we do, and, uh, you know, yeah, I grew up at a time when everybody left the keys in the car, mm-hmm. and... Uh, didn't lock the doors and it was usually not a problem but times have changed and since i started this job i i lock my vehicle doors every night all of them and uh and i I, another thing to try and do is don't leave valuable items open to to visibility Mm -hmm. so if you've got something in a big case or you've got a I don't know, a laptop or a, a electronic device or something, it, it takes a second to bust a window and grab those items. So just because the doors are locked doesn't mean all your stuff is safe. Mm-hmm. If somebody wanders by and it's a, it, usually those crimes are crimes of opportunity. So if somebody wanders by, checks the door, it's easy to get in. Otherwise, they just look through the window. And if it's, if it's valuable enough, they're going to break the window to get it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to leave purses in your in your uh, window um, or in your vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just taking those extra steps to not have that crime of opportunity happen to you. Well, and I when you talk about purses in a vehicle, I remember hearing this more than once. It's not a brand new thing, but. Let's say that there's a funeral being held, a celebration of life, whether it's at a church parking lot or at a funeral home or whatever. 
I'll tell you what, in women, I know I'm one of them. Sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to haul my purse in. I don't want to carry that right. with me. Right. And right. so you go ahead and make that decision, even if you tuck it away or whatever. But I'll tell you, that's another situation where that they yep. can take advantage of that. So use some yep. extra smarts right. on there. Go ahead and take that purse with you. It might be the best idea. Right. Yep. You know, it exactly. just you just don't want that to happen. And one other thing I was going to ask you about, as we've talked about catalytic, catalytic converters, it's just crazy with the money they're getting for them, and thieves are taking them left and right. And yep. I, I was thinking the other day, I see like a vehicle, let's say you're selling a vehicle at the end of your driveway or whatever the case may be. We would live in rural areas. A lot of people do that. You don't yep. even want to leave that car at the end of the driveway overnight because nope. when you go back out, that catalytic converter could be gone. Right. So, and, and, and not, and, you know, sometimes you don't even want to do that during the day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we have had plenty of catalytic converter thefts from in the middle of the day at our public accesses. No kidding. So we got, oh yeah, one of my own deputies had his, had his vehicle's cat cut off while he was fishing on <laughs> one of our local lakes. Unbelievable. Yeah, and there's, yeah. we've talked about that before. There's only so much you can do on that. I mean, there's a system of trying to mark them and, you know, things they're trying to do to prevent some of this. But still, if it's right. an opportunity, like what you just said, they have this opportunity and they might go for it. Right. Oh, yep. man. And that's because catalytic converters can be worth quite a bit of money, I understand. They are. They <coughs> are. And and they tend to be hard to track, so it's not as risky as some other things that have serial numbers on them. Sure. Yeah. So it's an easy turnover kind of thing. Although I would imagine right. a lot of the places that would maybe buy them as a used deal, they've got to be aware that this is a huge issue now. And right. Well, they are, and there's actually some stat, there's some statutory language that they're they have to follow. And if they're not following that, like uh, they're supposed to take an ID for every transaction that comes in their doors. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be all recorded, um, but you know. Yeah. Do they do that, or do they have a do they have a second set of books under the table? You wonder. So yeah, you wonder. It, well, <laughs> they they've all they've all gone through their phases of uh, not ne- not necessarily being above board. Well, and it's just the crime stuff. I guess why I'm bringing so much of this up this morning was not just because his friend had this situation with his crossbow stolen, but just when I panning through Facebook, and it's not certainly. Uh, strictly our county, you see stuff out of Isandy. I saw something the other day where there were two full vehicles. I think it was like a construction situation, and they did end up finding them. I think it was Isandy County, but they'd been stolen. I mean, these people literally got in these vehicles and stole them and were able to recover them because they were fairly obvious uh, vehicles for one thing. But it's just crazy the amount of, it seems, is it, are those situations, the stealing thing, higher now than ever, Brian? Or do you think it's just kind of what we're seeing right now on Facebook, for example? No, I would I would agree that it's probably higher now than it has been. Hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, it, theft, these kinds of thefts are not uncommon, uncommon. Mm-hmm. I mean, my entire career has been involved in chasing burglars and thieves. Um, but it does seem to be peaked um, currently. And do you think that's drug-related as much as anything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they, need, they need the money for the drugs, and they can't hold a 
they can't hold a steady job because they're high too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only recourse they have is to steal. Yeah, it's just eh, tough deal for you guys too. It's it's it takes you well, away from doing other stuff, you know. Well, yeah, there there is that, and it's it's a tough deal for the people that are victimized by this because yeah. you know whether it be a construction outfit that loses their tools, well, that cuts into what they can get done in a day. So mm-hmm. not not only do they lose the tools and have to replace those, they just lost a day's work or better. Yeah. And it, and it costs know, society as a whole in the long run, right? I mean, it just does. Absolutely. Uh, it absolutely yeah. costs every single one of us. Yeah, it's a tough deal for sure. Well, anyway, I just wanted you guys to know, and I wanted to take the time on this discussion today to say how pleased my friend was with the whole process of just how good the deputies were uh, following up, uh, taking care of him, and uh, being understanding, you know, it was just a good, is take a, a hard situation and make it as positive possible. So you, you needed to know that. Well, we're, <coughs> we're fortunate here that we have great people working for us and uh, uh, they do their job because it's in their heart and uh, they, they, they work hard and, and do their best to uh, try and make a difference here. So we're, we're fortunate to have all that. It makes my job a lot easier. Definitely. Good, a good crew makes a huge difference for sure. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, my dear, only because I know we're getting to that time, I should let you continue with your work day. Is there anything else before I let you go? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, then I will tell you, get out, enjoy this beautiful weather, Brian. Hopefully maybe do, you going to do any fishing yet? Or do you fish much this time of year? I do not. Okay. You're more of a hunter guy. Okay, good deal. All right, we'll get out and enjoy, and you and I will chat uh, a week from today. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it as always. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.